0: I think I'd like Renta to talk about student rental because Renta, you manage the bigger portion of our business for for student rentals, right? So yeah. I, I think, let me give this one to you.
1: Yeah, and I, I almost want to you know, for me, even though student accommodation is is um, where, where I play the most, um, I almost don't want to give it a five star because I think it's especially for people that are just starting out and in terms of monthly cash flow, there's the, for me, that's where I think your student accommodation will lose like one star in there. Um, So definitely student accommodation, there's obviously lots and lots of demand for it, right? There's students everywhere, even now in, in this um, lockdown COVID time, uh, we're still getting paid because it's bursary paying, right? So even though the students aren't staying with us, we're still getting paid. Now it's even better because I don't have water and electricity charges and all kinds of things like that, but um, I'm I'm still getting paid. So for that, it's, it's quite good. But the only drawback on, on that is that you don't know when you're going to get paid. You might wait a whole year for your money to come in. And in the meantime, you still have to to cover your your bond costs, if you had a bond on the property um, and and things like that. So, and your rates and taxes and so on. So you can be out of pocket for quite a while before you actually see the profit. But once you get the profit, it's a lot more than what you typically can make in in any other strategy in terms of your, your rental income. Obviously on maintenance with students, it's a bit more maintenance that you need to do it's very very difficult to outsource the management of it so it's not really passive you need to uh, be in it or you need to get a partner that's in it every day that's that um, knows how to deal with uh, with kids and teenagers and and their parents Um, but your profit margins are high Um, it's easy to find uh, properties that work right any property will work as long as it's within walking distance of a university Um, and you can, uh, it has enough rooms and so on, but it's very easy to actually find, you're going to make money. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Um, It's very difficult for beginners because I think that, you know, there's a lot, it's more a business that you're running, more than just tenants. So you also need to have the the business um, experience and that sort of thing as well. And then uh, you can grow your, your portfolio quite fast because you're, as soon as you have a year or two of that income in there, it's quite high and you can start uh, uh, financing against it and, and so on. Um, the bursaries is obviously great. Your vacancies can be a bit higher than, than um, normal tenants, but it's not, It's again, it's not a total loss of, of income for any person. Uh, for for anybody and then you're delayed and erratic income because you don't know when these universities feel like paying. Um, I always try and offset it a little bit by getting the students to to pay a small amount every month and then the bursary, when they pay the full amount, I just refund them whatever they've paid me uh, just to kind of mitigate for that. And then you you will need higher initial capital to do this because obviously you need to finish the place. A finished place is more expensive than a non-finished place. So you will need a a little bit more money to start it off with. And then your bank finance um, can be challenging. There's not every bank that will fund student accommodation. And depending on how you're doing the student accommodation. So if you're doing dorms and that sort of thing, very, very few banks will finance you. But if you're doing like a house and it still has a, and you're not gonna butcher the kitchen and make it a bedroom, but it's still a standard configuration, then you, you could, could get bank finance still. So it's a little bit of a, a give and take there. Just depends on, on how you're gonna do it. Um, yeah, so I think in terms of pros and cons, or and, and so on, I think that's that's it. Um, all right. So the next one, this is a property that that we did here in in Belleville in Cape Town, um, and this was specifically for UWC and what else? CPUT students, um, and we. We, it was two houses next to each other we changed the the one house we changed the lounge into a bedroom and we changed the the, the garage so you can see uh, that dub, double garage that you can see in the front there we changed that into we closed it up and we we made a living area there we're going straight into the kitchen and um and then there's a house right next to that you can't sit in the picture which is the second house and they have like a inter there's no wall between the two houses so it's like one house and on the one side i've just put boys and then the other side just girls. and in total there's space for 37 students on that property now the it took about four months for the renovation and you also need to for student accommodation you also need to obviously um, you have to get your timing right because you want to be ready for your intake in as soon as the, the new students, the new school year starts. So I think everybody is looking at what is what are the universities and the Department of Education doing now and when is the next intake, when is the next um, uh, school year going to start? Is it January? Was it March? Was it April? <laughs> when is it now? Um, so so you need to get your timing right and now is actually the right time to find the properties because you're going to take time to find it you're going to take time to put it on otp to get the finance in place um even if you don't need to renovate you need to furnish it and you can't believe how long people take to deliver beds um (laughs) it's quite quite annoying and then um so, so you, you need time for, for all of that to happen and that is a good four five months lead time. So if you buy or you start looking now, you should be able to be ready by like January, February. And remember, December, if you have renovations, your contract is on holiday and so on. Um, so, you, so you can't really do anything in that time. Um, so timing is, is critical, critical when it comes to uh, student accommodation. Um, this house, the, these two houses specifically, the one we bought for 1.25, the other one for 1.5. We had a renovation and um, uh, furniture and whatever of about 750,000. The one house was easy to do. The other one had a lot more work that needed to be done we charge an average rent of 3,000 per bed. Now that changes between, is it a single room? Is it a double room? Is it an ensuite room? Is it, um, I go up to like four people in a room for the for the kids that um, have less in terms of their NASFIS bursaries. So if their bursaries are a little bit lower, then they'll go into a like a three bed, bed sharing or a four bed sharing room. Okay, and then um, our total rental income is about 127,000 per month. Now, uh, that again, you kind of, we're saying it's per month, but it's not really per month, right? So you kind of get it um, every four months, six months uh, after the first semester type of thing, and then after the last semester again. So that is, what I would say in terms of student accommodation. Good. Um, yeah.
0: All right. So 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 again we we've put in a course behind this, right? I mean yeah. you you did a comprehensive course around this. We when you were doing the, the first student accommodation for, 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 for the team, you you couldn't find anyone who had material readily available for you. Uh, for for us to learn, right? And because you you learned all of these things almost by try and error, try and error, try and error.
1: Yes, exactly. And And I think that goes back to also, you know, I was thinking, oh, okay, cool. I find the students and I get somebody to manage it for me. But literally, I couldn't find anybody that would really, really manage student accommodation for you. The bigger guys have their own. So normally when, when somebody does student accommodation, they will manage it for uh, for themselves. So they have a huge building with 100, 200, 300, uh, 1,000 students, and they can afford to put an admin person and a maintenance team and a cleaning team, and they have all of those people in place. Or you will get small, small guys that have a house or two that they're doing student accommodation, but they're doing it for themselves. And they can't really scale that go big because they're doing it on the side and it's not their primary business which is why i'm saying the business portion comes in in quite heavily because now you have to have employees you have to have people to help you with the admin and so on if you're going to go bigger on this right so if you have one or two houses you can manage it yourself but once it gets bigger than that And to find somebody to manage that for you is is quite challenging so that was the first thing and the second thing was like you say the information out there that's available about you know how does NASFIS work how do you claim as a private accommodation how do you claim money from uh, how do you get that money how do you get accredited Um, all of that stuff it's just not it's not available it's different for, for every university so it was literally going through that, that trial and error phase of it. Um, you know, how do you find students? How do you advertise? How do you market to these guys, to the students? Um, you know, it's between them and their parents. And, and that information was also not out there. So it was literally just me uh, learning with my uh, partner in my student house, just learning and managing these things as, as we went along. Um, and we literally went from doing this little house, well, these two two houses here, and we went up and we're currently managing um, 350 students. Some of it is uh, for M5, some of it we then started doing rent to rent, and I'm going to talk about that as well for students. And then we're also doing uh, management for, for other investors as well.
0: Good, awesome stuff. So you've packaged this now, this course is available. Uh, So again, I'd like to put a disclaimer. If if you've never done a two bed, one bath or air house, please do not try this at home, right? Don't go out and do student accommodation. We don't want you to be bent out. This is an exciting journey of property uh, and student accommodation is not for the faint-hearted. It can knock you down and over, right?
1: I almost want to add that if you if you don't have children, <laughs> you need to be the bad mom and the good mom that takes care of them and can scold them if they need to be scolded.
0: 100%. <laughs> so you can take advantage there of that course for 5.97 and obviously only if you're a member. And um, yeah, I mean, I give this strategy a five star. Uh, the income is good when it does come. And um, Mm. I like it.